Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas. Jeff Chadia now joining us from NFL.com, the NFL Network. And uh, Jeff, I, uh, I mean, I hope that you can perhaps step outside the house today. I know you've been out moving around. Um, we don't know what to make. Dallas did get some frigid weather here recently. It freaks us all out. I think Kansas City's better prepared for it, but it still has to be. I guess it's not you having spent so much time in Michigan. It's really nothing for you, but I, I would say Kansas City's just kind of right on that edge. They're, it's like a cold weather town, but they're they're it's the Midwest. I mean, are are you are do people freak out about this stuff, or 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 is everybody just totally used to it at this point? Uh, I wouldn't say they freak out, and I would say that there are colder places that I have lived, not only in Michigan, but I went to school in in Wyoming. So, yeah, it, uh, you know, 30 <laughs> degrees is not, you know, serious weather. But, you know, when we were a couple weekends ago when it was, you know, negative 5 and wind chills of negative 20, that, that's that's hardcore stuff. So there, there were some people who went to that game a couple weeks ago against Miami, and they paid a heavy price for it. I, I bet you're like me. You sit up in the press box and in the warmth. And I remember being at that NFC title game. We were probably there together, hanging out in 2007. And, and it was like Packers minus, tw- minus 25. You know, uh, it, you know, wind chill or whatever. But all we're doing is trying to, you know, get inside really quick. And I always, I'd always just sit and wonder, uh, and and just watch the fans and think like, how can they possibly be doing that? Now you yeah. played collegiately and you played in some of that crazy weather. What's always wild to me is the players going with the short sleeves. And part yeah. of it is like the <laughs> offensive linemen. I know they just don't like people being able to grab onto anything, but then you see, you see like Tyreek Hill or some of these receivers and you're just like, why why would you do it and it and is it some it's it's almost like they're out there literally like kids trying to mm-hmm. prove who's the toughest right and yeah. and uh it's just it seems preposterous yeah yeah i mean there's uh you know, i guess there's some theories about like which part of your body which part of your body are most susceptible to cold and generally your arms aren't as bad as your wrists or your ankles or, you know, your, your neck or your head. You want those areas covered. But I remember talking to Jared Allen, you know, hall of fame, potential hall of fame defensive end for the chiefs and the Vikings and the Panthers. And he used to talk about when he was a younger player in Kansas city, he'd come out in that kind of weather with no shirt on running around in warmups and, you know, trying to be tough. And I saw him, in Carolina and asked him about doing that now. And he's like, there is no way in hell. <laughs> See, that guy 15 years ago was an idiot to be out there running around. It's cold as hell. I want to get back inside as soon as possible. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's part of being young and foolish and thinking you want to be tough. And when you're older, you realize it's, it's better to be it's better to be smart. Yeah, I would say so. Um, the, the Chiefs got it together at the exact right time. Uh, most of the season, it's kind of like, well, they're not what they used to be. Oh, they're not going to make it this year. And they're right back to where they always are. Were you buying into that like six weeks ago or whatever it was or five weeks ago? Like um, this team's really not playing well enough. Or do you just go, wait, the culture of this team and how they play, they might be able to overcome 
whatever they're suffering from, which was drops. Mahomes not being able to trust folks, folks not lining up properly. You know, there were there were there were a lot of things that were happening. Were were you in the camp that hey, I think this Chiefs they're just not that good, or did you always think in the back of your mind, as long as they have Mahomes, they have a chance here? Well, a little bit of both. I mean, Mahomes does give you a chance, but I was certainly more in that camp and still in the camp of they're not as good as they were in previous years. And and that, that's that been consistent. I mean, you look at their statistics, and it's not just drops and it's not just penalties, but they're minus 11 in turnover ratio. Uh, I think they averaged like 22 points a game this year or 23 points a game this year when at the height, I think over the last five years, they've averaged around 29, 30 plus with Mahomes under center. Uh, they're not as explosive as they were. And they don't have the depth of weapons that they've had in the past. And they've been able to, uh, you know, re- They've been able to get the most out of Travis Kelsey as he's getting up there in age. Rishi Rice, who you guys know from the Dallas area, played at SMU, has been a, a, a nice surprise as a rookie. But, you know, I look at them overall, and they're just not as – they're not as talented, to be honest with you, as they were in the past. And, and they don't have that dominant receiver to offset Travis – to complement Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey is slowed down. So, yeah, I think that Mahomes gives you a shot, but – I think a lot of their success so far in the postseason has been about playing defenses that are pretty beat up. Jeff Chadia reporting live from Kansas City. Um, what's the delicacy there? Oh, the uh, those, those burn-ins you've introduced burn me in. to several places. Yeah, yeah. They're in the barbecue. 12. Oh man, I and I brought that up with the Big Twelve Commissioner during that one-on-one I had with him. You recall that with Brett Yormark. And you've never seen just a more far away look in a man's eyes. I guess he spent so much time in the Northeast, had no clue what burnt ends were, and had to look at his PR man for help. Like, what? Oh, what wow. is he asking me? What is he asking wow. me here? And I just said, Hey, you're in you're in Kansas City. This is a big deal here. The burnt ends, and of course, Texas and Kansas. You know, you know, they argue over who has the best barbecue and all of that. But nobody would argue against the burn-ins part of this. Um, And it's interesting you brought up Kelsey. It's it's still amazing to me that people like Kelsey and Kittle and even now kind of Laporta to a certain extent, you know it's like, wait, this is all this guy has. This is, and again, Rashi Rice, there's been some nice players come along, but still, you know where Mahomes wants to go. And still you'll look up in a major game and he's running free. He's running free with like, yeah. nobody ten yards from him. It's, I guess, it's partly the the you know his greatness. He's still that you know good enough to get out there and do some things. And then it's again it's head scratching things that a team like the Bills would do. Like how yeah. do you not account for Kelsey? Is I mean, do you do you kind of equate this to the whole Gronk uh, relationship to Brady? I mean, basically, they just took over for that, didn't they? And now have become their own entity, and it feels like this thing may never end. Yeah, well, you look at the numbers that they put up, you know, as, uh, you know, since they've gotten together, and it's, I think they're the best pass catching deal in playoff history now, right? I mean, in terms of touchdowns and yards and reception, that that's overall, not just tight end quarterback. Talking like quarterback and wide receiver, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana type stuff. Nobody's done it better, better than those guys have. 
Um, but I, I really think, you know, it's a couple of things. One, you know, the, the last game of the season, Kelsey had a chance to get a thousand yards for the eighth straight year. No one's ever done that <clears throat> at his position. He sat, he didn't want to do it. Didn't want to, uh, you know, risk injury and wanted to get the rest and that's paid off for him. So he's been able to get a little more, um, re-energized, uh, the first game against Miami, they, they were, down five defensive starters. So they were just out there just trying to survive. And, you know, it was the weather was a factor. And I think this past game was really more about two things. One, the Bills wanted to take away Rasheed Rice, who's really been playing well in the mm-hmm. last six or seven games. And so he only had four catches in this game. So I think they said, we'll see if Travis Kelsey can beat us. And guess what? Travis Kelsey against – AJ Klein, a guy who was going on vacation to Key West when the Bills called him up a few weeks ago, <laughs> couldn't keep up with Travis Kelsey in a, in a big playoff game, and neither could anybody else who was who was there. They had lost Terrell Bernard, who was there, the guy, one of their starting linebackers a week earlier. So it was a it was a big mismatch, and the Chiefs took advantage of it. But again, I think it's going to be much harder. I, I imagine in this Ravens game, you'll see Kyle Hamilton, their All Pro safety, who's six four, two twenty. Uh, pretty close in size to Kelsey, uh, defending him a lot. You'll see Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen, a couple of all, you know, all pro, pro bowl linebackers dealing with him. And, and really he's had some games, in, in especially in the second half of the season. I think he had like one touchdown catch in the final eight games of the season. And he had some games where he was like three catches, 16 yards. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to take him out of the game again with that, with that contingent of players. I just wonder how Lamar – you always wonder how people are going to function. He's great, but he hasn't been to this place. I mean, I think he was yeah. before that win the other day, he was one in three, which is more like Cowboys quarterback territory when it comes to playoff wins. But obviously you think he'll be able to function extremely well at home, but I just, you just feel like Mahomes' experience of having done this year after year after year I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time weighing that because Lamar's now been around long enough where he is a veteran. We can't be th- talking about him like, oh, Lamar's only in his second or third year. Yet there is yeah. something to Patrick Mahomes having done this time and time and time again. Like how big a how big a factor is that in your mind? Or or is that is that overblown in a sense? No, it's not overblown. It's it's enormous, and especially when you factor in he's on the road and he really relishes having anything to put a chip on his shoulder. And so, yeah, he he felt that way going to Buffalo. People were questioning whether he could win on the road after having all these playoff games at home throughout his career, and now I'm sure he feels that same way going to Baltimore. He recognizes the challenge the Ravens present with that defense and Lamar on the other side, so that's going to get him hyped up. And, yeah, I mean, I think having been here does matter because they're not going to get uh, overwhelmed or intimidated by mistakes or things that don't go their way early on. And and this team has always fought. This team has always been able to find ways to uh, have opportunities to win games uh, under Mahomes. I think that one's only been blown. I only lost by, I think, more than 10, 12 points in a game, I think, like four or five times in his career. So, I don't think it's going to be like you saw against the Texans last year, last week when the Ravens just rolled them in the second half. Um, but you know, that being said, you know, it's not like basketball where you got one player who can go out there and dominate. Like 
you got to have guys catching the ball. <laughs> you got to have guys, you know, not going on. You got to have guys blocking and tackling and doing a lot of things. And that's really where they've been inconsistent this year because he's played, he's played okay. He's played good, but the other players around him too often haven't played great. All right. Speaking of basketball, Embiid with 70 the other night. I was at the Mavs <laughs> Celtics game. He goes for 70. There's another player that goes for. 62, Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, yeah. I mean, Cat goes for 62. And I was watching, and, and listen, the Mavericks, even with Kyrie and Luka together, they're almost worse when the two of them are out there together. I mean, I, I, what I love is, like, people watch this over and over again and still will write, like, oh, they, these guys, you never know what they could do in the playoffs. And I want to be like, I'm watching this night after night. In the rare times they're both out there, and both yeah. healthy to play, they're not good together. Like, whoever thought that two huge ball-dominant players – I don't understand. Uh, anyway, you, I got to thinking about that. I was watching that the other night, and I, was, and, I was, and I was thinking Tatum, if he wants to in this game, like Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, could go for 50 or 60. They just chose mm-hmm. not to. They just chose yeah. to, hey, there's Drew. Let's give him a three. Oh, there's Derek White. <laughs> let's, get, let's, let's let him go. Um but, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was doing some NBA work the other night. Now, of course, Mavs are rumored to be in some trades. And I, yeah, I wish you, I don't, remember. you don't love that pairing, huh? Don't, not big on that pairing, are you? It's, it's you know, again, Kyrie is, is one of the smartest guys in, in American history, and he can explain a lot of things to us. And so I admire that. And then Luca is just like, I wish you could have been there the other night with me, Jeff. It was like, it was like I, I was just seeing the future. Like every bit of his body language was like, I I can't do this for much longer. I have to go somewhere where I don't I I don't have to go down to the block and yeah. then throw it to me every single possession for us to have any chance to win. Because like yeah. that's it. He's already there. He's already yeah. like got horrible body language, and he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there watching the Nuggets. Like, why can't we play like that? I can't have a bunch of guys. <laughs> It could run and shoot and rebound, and I just kind of do my thing. Why can't we do that? Yeah, yeah. A superstar who's like, who's out here running around? Oh, let's let Michael have a touch. Let's let KCP. <laughs> you know, let's. Who wants to? Yeah. Who wants a touch right now? Let's let's spread yeah. it around a little bit. Um, I, I I. By the way, I came across this column. I thought you would like this. And somebody's writing about the. Um, I, I don't know how I came across this. They're writing about. They said the Ravens' quarterback is similarly magical. As Mahomes, you know, talking about Lamar. But if there was ever a guy to counter that magic, it's Spagnuolo. And I just had to laugh because I, I mean, I, I, I've covered him for a long time. And I like him and all, but it, it was, it was an interesting angle. It was just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the one man that can slow down Lamar is the great Spagnuolo. And and I will yeah. say that was big the other day to slow the bills down because that got like a you got to score every time you have the ball and then the fourth quarter that just stopped that stopped yeah. and part of that was the chiefs defense you got to hand it that but i i thought you would find that somewhat amusing that spagnuolo yeah. is somewhere like he's the magical guy that is going to shut everything down yeah the gandalf the great you know getting ready to pull some <laughs> out of you know, lord of the rings right gonna just like well, magic ball of fire there goes Lamar. He's turned into a to a, a Muppet, you know, on the field. Um, <laughs> um and I have great respect for Spagnolo. I think he's been 
when he showed up here, this defense was really a train wreck, and he's been a big part of their two championships. I don't mean the Chiefs can win the game. I, I feel like I'm tearing down the Chiefs every time I answer a question you give me. But here's what I'll say about their defense: they're very a lot of good players, talented in the secondary. Corners are really good. Chris Jones obviously can be a monster when he's motivated. But what I tell people about the, the Chiefs is, is two things. One, when they play mobile quarterbacks, they've lost to Russell Wilson. They lost to Josh Allen. I almost lost to Josh Allen the second time. They those had a good chance of winning that game. Lost to Jalen Hurts. Lost to Jordan Love. And so they've lost six games in the regular season, and four of those games were against quarterbacks who move around pretty good. And so that's always been – a bugaboo for Spagnuolo's defense because he likes to blitz a lot. And when you blitz quarterbacks who, are, who aren't mobile, you get home a lot. But when you blitz quarterbacks who are mobile, you can get burned a lot. <clears throat> and so that's really, the, I think, the big, big question for me is how are they going to defend him? you got corners out there running around playing man coverage through their backs on Lamar Jackson. He's going to he's going to destroy you running the football. The other thing, and I'm not trying to minimize what the Chiefs defense did because they, they had a really good defense second league in points, second league in yards. They only beat one playoff team in the regular season. And until they beat Buffalo, that was the second win. They beat Miami twice. That's the only team in the playoffs that they played that they beat. And when people tell me about this run they've been on with only allowing seven points or less in the second half of their last six games and how great they've been playing, they played the Bengals with a backup quarterback, they played the Raiders with a backup quarterback. They played the Patriots with whatever you want to call Bailey Zappi. <laughs> they played the yeah. Chargers in the season finale with the Easton Stick. They played the Dolphins in sub-zero temperature weather, a team that has always played that's played poorly against anybody who's any good this year. And it's like, I don't mean, again, I don't mean to bag on them, but they're not the same defense as the Ravens. The Ravens have yeah. played nine teams with winning records and beaten them all by 14-plus points. Like That, to me, is the difference between these two teams. I like that. I, I, the Chiefs are the anti-Cowboys. They limped through the regular season, just kind of survived it, did enough to get in the tournament, and then they'll probably go to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys <laughs> just race through the regular season, never yeah. lose at home, unbelievable at home. Uh, win 12 games every season, and then exit stage left. So you've got uh, – and the two owners, by the way, are about a block away from each other. They live right yeah. down the street from each other. And uh, and I, it always leads me when the Chiefs do really well or win a Super Bowl, I can always issue that line about, you know, it's great to have a Super Bowl-winning owner in town or something. People people like yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, like I, can, I can tell you that Jerry Jones probably talked more this season than Clark Hunt's talked in the entire Patrick Mahomes era. So that, that may be part of the problem down there. Yeah, it's like Clark shows up, and he's got – honestly, even when you interview him, let's not act like he's the greatest quote ever. And so, like, I think even if he kind of went over to the media, they might say hello to him, but, like, they're not yeah. desperate to try to get quotes from him. But uh, nice guy. Yeah. I like I like Clark. I don't want that to come across the wrong way. Uh, I do run into him from time to time. Um, all right, well, I hope we see at least one wild – lateral I, I i was making this point the other day uh jeff that like i think the bills have played so much against the chiefs like it gets in their system like let's do some stuff the chiefs do and so we saw that the other day like uh, you're you're like in the open field and you turn around and lateral the ball 10 yards like that's a 
that's a new and fun form of football that we literally haven't seen much in the last 25 or 30 years. And so I'm, I'm there that's for the old it. Frisbee football move, right? Like when you're playing like ultimate Frisbee back in college days or whatever, you just ran and just threw the ball backwards or like a rugby type play. That's, that's what it felt <laughs> like, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it, what was that called? Like it was Frisbee. It was um, ultimate for uh, some, there's ultimate, some kind of game. Frisbee. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. You're right. I never, I gotta be honest with you. I never, um, I never could, wasn't that great at throwing the Frisbee. Like, you know, getting it where I needed it to go. I always thought the guys that could go to the beach and could really wing that thing and know exactly where it was going just had a little bit of an advantage, you know. You were too uh, much of a renaissance, man. I I see you, like, on the sideline with a a nice cocktail and a a book and maybe read Moby Dick or something like that in college while that was going on. Like, just enjoying the the more cerebral parts of, of college life. Yeah, remember I went to Baylor. You can lose the cocktail in that, theory, but maybe some of the other stuff. Uh, but I, okay. I always wanted to throw the frisbee the other way. Those guys that could take it and and you know what I mean, like change their mm-hmm. arm angle and kind of throw it that other way. Now, to me, those guys really had something going. All right, Jeff, we, it's devolved into frisbee throw, uh, which is totally you know my my doing as yeah. always. Uh, thank you, man. I. Um, this is going to be fun. Another AFC title game. You're you're like the uh, Cowboys in the '90s for people that lived in Dallas. You just kind of like, hey, this will never end. And here you are. You settled in Kansas City. You thought you were settling. Hey, nice place. Get to be with the family. You know, and, and but you didn't know that you were literally going to have a potential Super Bowl team every single season. So yep. you uh, you sort of unknowingly you you ended up in the right place. Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm the good luck charm. Maybe I'm the guy who brought the all the good fortune here. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I think you should go with that for sure. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the Chadil, uh, good luck. Maybe that's that. Yeah. Hey, well, well, thank you. I appreciate it, and I'll uh, I'll be in touch, sir. All right, man. Take care. Always fun. You bet, Jeff Chadia from the NFL Network.